everybody. Welcome to This Board Game Life, episode number 45, titled So Many Games. This is the show about board games, tabletop games, accessories, anything else we want to talk about. I am one of your fine hosts for today. I am Rob. And with me, as always, I got my good buddy, Mark. My good buddy. Yes. Mark. (laughs) My name is Mark. You always say it, so you threw me there. Yeah. No, because I was thinking about that other show where we said that other name. (laughs) Yeah. So I am Mark, and uh, hello to the listening audience, Mm -hmm. all you amazing gamers out there. Yes, yes. Hopefully there's people listening. (laughs) Our our dogs are listening. Our kids are listening. No, we're not listening. Because we're not on TikTok, we're not on Snapchat, so they're not listening. Uh, or, no, they, I make them listen to it. So yeah, <laughs> like I said, oh, what's this new episode? When we get in the car to go somewhere. Oh, yeah, man. like oh, these people are great. <laughs> yeah, it's like oh, they sound so amazing. It'd be cool to be them. Yeah, yeah. But what have you been playing? Anything uh, interesting of late? Oh yeah, uh, I finished a couple, couple two tree. Oh, couple two tree things. Something on there that I just noticed. Okay, I've got. I have played a lot, man. I finished March off really well. I so, know. Um, I made up for February because remember February was a really bad month of gaming. Where January was like crazy. Mm-hmm. I think I had like fifty-two games in the month of January, mm-hmm. um, and then I think February was terrible, but. In March, I got to play 18 different games, a total of 41 times. So I had 41, 41 plays in the month of uh, March. Um, so that was really nice. Now, today is, what, April 3rd? And uh, I haven't played anything today. Probably not going to happen. But I've already got three games in already for the month of April. So nice. Um, off to a good start. But what I did get played in the last two weeks... I did play Welcome to New Las Vegas. Okay. Uh, and I know you're familiar with that because you introduced mm-hmm. me to Welcome to Your Perfect Home. Yeah, the original. And, right. Yeah. And uh, so I really enjoyed that game a lot. I think I told you on the last episode. I'm like, oh, I really enjoyed it. You're talking and about the original, right? The original, yes. Mm-hmm. So I ended up buying the next two games. And there's a, it's a trilogy. There's Welcome to New Las Vegas and Welcome to the Moon. So I bought both, and my daughter so, and I. So just, wait, so so there's Welcome to, like dot dot dot. Right. Uh, so there's that one, and I know Welcome to the Moon is a separate box. So is New Las Vegas is that one? Is that like one of those add-ons, or is it an actual boxed expansion? It's, it's a box. It's a box standalone. Okay. There, right. there are three games in the Welcome to series. Mm-hmm. So, because um, the first one is really called Welcome to Your Perfect Home, I think is what it really is. But it's like it's like in the on I think Board Game Geek, it's Welcome to dot dot dot. But on the box, it does say something like Welcome to Your Perfect Home. Mm-hmm. Um, so that's that was the original game. Then they came out with another one called Welcome to New Las Vegas. And it really ramps up the play because instead of numbering, so this is a, these are all flipping rights. 
the um the welcome to the new Las Vegas actually the paper you still get the pad of paper but it's like double sided um and so like you can so you end up using like two sheets of paper um when you're when you're playing because you want to have your score page up and then you're marking your page down because you use the entire page now so instead of having just a couple of streets that you're numbering left uh, left to right you're basically building casinos and at the very bottom so you got several rows of casinos with the streets in between and then you are um, at the bottom, so when you number your hotels left or your casinos left to right, and then you get a bunch of casinos all in a row from top to bottom, then at the bottom, if you're the first one to get all of the casinos in a row top to bottom, if you're the first one to do that on a avenue, then you you can circle the large hotel. Then your opponents all have to scratch out the large part, but then they can still get a small hotel once they complete a, a column of casinos. Some of the casinos, um, so like there was, there was um, the original game has like what golf courses and parks and things like mm-hmm. that. The new Las Vegas has where some of the construction sites, some of the casino areas have a crane there because you haven't, it, there has not been a construction a building put there yet so you have to actually use a construction card and then you basically scratch out the the you cross out the crane and then you got to circle this money because basically you're saying you are you loaned you borrowed money to build a casino there now once you've built a casino there by putting the number in there which comes on another turn later then you can cross the money out because you basically paid the loan back um okay. So, but this one has, and then there's a, another, so another feature is of the game is there's a limousine and you can drive this limousine around and there's, you can move it from stoplight to stoplight for every time you use a limousine card. So you leave the airport and you kind of circle around and you're trying to drive in front of water fountains, money, and VIP entrances to collect these types of things. But before the game ends, you have to get that limo back to the airport. If you don't, then you lose points for every stoplight segment that your vehicle would have moved, however many it would take, back to the airport. So you'll lose points if you don't get back. Um, and then you got the large and small hotels and um, trying to think of what else there is. Uh, there's a lot of different things with the scoring as well, but it, you know, it's still kind of the same thing, but it, it's interesting because instead of going left to right, Oh, then there's also these uh, city projects. And instead of like, they've got some where you're scoring like your casinos instead of your little homes left to right, there's challenges to, to number your casinos. Like if you can, you get points for every, like, instead of numbering them, like one, two, three, four, five consecutively like that. If you're doing it one, three, five, seven. So all odds are all evens. Then you get points on that as well. And that like really can, it really changes like how you're playing from the original game. Cause then it's like, wait a minute. Cause at first I totally forgot about that. Cause I'm just so used to trying to number them sequentially and you're still doing it, but you can, if you can do it like, odds or evens there's 
more bonuses for you too, but you got to be careful because you may not be able to get all your numbers in if you're doing that. Um, Cause it's still like a one to 15 is your numbers, but um, a lot. So there's a lot of, uh, it plays very different. Um, and I think it's, it's harder. It definitely ramped up the, I think the complexity of the game. So if, if anyone felt welcome to was easy, then I would say try new Las Vegas. Cause it definitely okay. adds more. There's a lot more to it. Um, and, and in a good way, it's actually really fun. We, we, my daughter and I really enjoy it. Nice. Then comes welcome to the moon. Um, I played this this weekend. This one, look, the, I, I'm not sure what to, 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 to say of this one. The, you open the box, the box is like double the size. It's still the same square, but it's like twice the height of all the others. Okay. You open it up and now oh, here's the rule book. You pull that out. Then there's a campaign book. And then there's, and unlike the other games where it plays like one to a hundred, I think the original game says, and that's probably because there's like a hundred score sheets in there. The next, the yeah. uh, welcome to Las Vegas is like one to 50. Well, that's because you got to use both sides of the score sheet and you got to have both out at the same time. But um, the third game. And you can use like a score sheet from a previous game, like the back. Yes. Yes. That's what we do. So when we play one, we just flip them over to play on the next game. So um, we make use of it all, but welcome to the moon then comes with, there's no paper pads. It comes with a whole bunch of dry erase boards. Okay. But there's like, (laughs) and, and dry erase markers. Or I said dried Um, out markers. (laughs) Yeah. Well, they're not dried out. We did use them uh, this weekend. Okay. But the game is very different. So there's like a campaign. So there's like eight adventures. So an adventure is, think of it as eight different boards. Okay. So where Welcome to had one board. You're, you're playing one. You're playing the neighborhood. That's it. Welcome to, no, the, to New Las Vegas is you got one. You got one map, one board, one sheet. That, that's all you're doing. Welcome to the Moon has eight different ones, and and each of those has five um, boards. So like five people can play it at once. Mm-hmm. So there's there's each board has five. So was that there's like you know, uh, it's not forty in the box, but I guess it's I don't know. I can't do math, but <laughs> it's too complicated. But anyways. So these adventures, every every map is different. So like the very first one, and you can play them in any way you want. We just did the first adventure, which is a rocket ship. And you're still numbering stuff, but your numbers are, they've got like zero to 15. So there is a zero. They also had a number 42. And at first I was like, why is this, what's this 42? And I'm like, that seems weird. Like, and it was the only number above 15, I think. Maybe maybe there was another, it might've gone up a little bit, but that was the only number way out there, right? Well, then as we were playing, the number came up and it hit me. Um, I realized that's, they're paying homage to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. That's what that number 42 is from. (laughs) 
So, and even the little robot from, I think he's in the movie. Um, the movie version, I think I, I'm, I'm, I don't know if it's on the book cover of the book, but I was like, Oh, that's from that movie or the book. So that's what the 42 is. So it's just, it's your highest card. So you can put it on the far right. But so I thought that was kind of neat. I'm like, Oh, that's kind of cool. But we played, my daughter and I played the very first one. You're basically trying to get robots, planning, water, um, astronauts. There's all these different things. Like, like were the original games, like you flip the number and then you use the corresponding card if you want, which would give you some type of power or effect. In the first adventure, those things don't have an effect. They basically tell you where to put your number. And then as you're filling in each of the rows, some of them, they're already, some of them are already kind of blocked off. So think of the original game where you'd put a fence in and make a, um, what was it called? An estate. So the board already has like predefined, almost like estates areas. And I forgot what they called in the moon, but once you've filled in the that uh, that area, then there's these little things above it. There's actions above it that you take place. And so to launch your rocket, you have to get a hundred and a score of basically 150. And you do that by on the right hand side of the board, there's these little rocket ships. And you'll you're Xing them off as you're as you're gaining them by loading up your rocket with all the things it needs. So once you get up to that. And then and and you've got above 150, then and you're the first one to do it. Essentially, you you launch your rocket and you win. That went really fast. Like my daughter was going, we were going, all of a sudden she's like, and she started talking about something else. And I looked over and I'm like, you're already at 150. And she's like, Yeah, but my board's not full. I said, No, but you know, that is a win condition. And she goes, Well, that was really quick. And so the game, like, there's a lot to it. It's, like, very overwhelming, and this was probably the hardest one to learn. But then I, when you sit down and you break it into sections and realize you, you, if you don't do it in campaign mode, you can just do it as, okay, we're going to play this board or this, quote, adventure. Right. The rule book tells you, here's how to play this section. So if you look at it just like, I'm just going to play this board, how do I play this section? Then, then it's like, okay, this is a lot easier than to try to figure out where, you know, when you're first un- unloading this box and you're used to the first two games, you're like, what is going on? Because nothing is the same. <laughs> There's a bunch of boxes of cards and all kinds of things. And you're like campaigns. And why is there a campaign? Um, so we only did the one and we were not, it went so fast and we really weren't a fan of the dry erase. Um, cause if you're familiar with any other time you use dry erase, uh, things, it, it can get messy pretty quick, right. or you might, as you're moving or you're writing something, you might accidentally wipe something else. Cause your art, your hand is on the board. And it's like, you gotta be real careful and like, not make sure you don't put your hand on the board. Cause you might smudge or wipe something out. And I really like the efficiency of pen and paper, but I also understand why they did it in this game. And it's a really, I mean, the boards look amazing, like the artwork, and it's so nice. But um, I honestly, if I'm going to play Welcome 2, I'm going to probably play one of the first two games. And I, I really don't know if I'll go back to this one. Um, okay. it, 
So um, I'm sure it'll be a lot more fun as we dive in because the cards, then you, when you're doing the other adventures outside the first one, it's like those cards then do actions like the original games, but it's like every single one of them are different. And it's just like, I really enjoy the first two. I don't want to have to learn Welcome to the Moon every time I go play it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's almost like eight games in one. Um, and it's just like, I'll just stick to the other two. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so I played those. Yeah, also, I actually, actually just want to mention real quick. Um, so I've got the original game. And that actually was not the first one that I purchased. I actually joined in on the Kickstarter for the uh, New Neighborhood Expansions, which, when was this? This was in, let me see. This was in 2021? No, that doesn't seem right. 2020? Oh, I got to go backwards here. It was a long, it was way before then. I got to scroll through this uh, 10 (laughs) updates at a time. It's so dumb. (laughs) Um, This was 2018. Yeah, so it was a Kickstarter back in 2018. And I was like, you know, welcome to... Uh, seems pretty cool. You know, I, I didn't get it when it first came out. It was like out of print and stuff. So I was thinking, I'm like, Hey, let, let me jump in on this Kickstarter. And so, you know how, like when you go into a Kickstarter, it's got the different campaign, not campaign. Um, it's got the different, um, like, uh, pledge levels that you click on the right hand side of the Kickstarter. Right. So I went in there and I wound up clicking on the second from the fr- the fr- from the top, right? Second from the top. And then this Kickstarter finally comes in and it's a small little box, cardboard box that comes in the mail. And I open it and inside are four uh, like game pads. And that was, that was it. And I'm like, what the heck is this? And I'm looking, and then I find out that what I actually pledged for was thematic expansion pads. And granted, they were kind of neat. Well, apparently, shame on me for not looking to see what I actually pledged. (laughs) So maybe it's my fault. But um, there was one, it was like like a nuclear thing. It kind of reminds me a little of like the Fallout video game. Then there's like a snow one, then there's a zombie one, and there's a Halloween one. So there's four thematic pads, and each one's a little bit different. So that was pretty cool. But the thing is, I didn't have the base game. (laughs) So all I had was these pads, right? And the base game, it comes with a couple things, right? It's, you know, I mean, other than like pencils or something like that. What, what did it come with? What did the base so there, game come with? Uh, yeah, so there was player I didn't aids. Get, I didn't get pencils. Yeah, we, so you got to do your own yeah. one. Yeah, so there's construction cards, city plan cards, right? So there's a bunch of right. cards. 
the player aids rule book and then this the sheet so i didn't have any of those cards or anything and i was really annoyed by this and i reached out to the um to the company and i i actually said i'm like you know I don't know what happened, but it seemed to me like I was going to get the base game with this. And I saw there were some other people that mentioned the same thing. So I don't know if it was how the Kickstarter was worded. And the response that I got back from these guys was actually interesting. So it's Deepwater Games that made it. The the response (laughs) that I got back was, yeah, you can go to Barnes & Noble and buy a copy. (laughs) It's Ah, like, nice. I'm like... So you oh, backed a game okay. and didn't yeah. get the game, but basically got like expansions, stuff, expansions yeah. to go expansion which you pads. Yeah. Main. That's nice. Yeah, and nice. you know I was kind of annoyed by that, but eventually I, I did get it, and I enjoyed it. But that was kind of a funky way to get into the game. So if, by the way, so if you do like the base game a lot you can get the new neighborhood expansions, which is, I don't think it's in a separate box, right? It's not a full on expansion. It's just like replacement, like pad refills. And I think they're only like 50, if I remember Bro. right. They're, they're not full like 100 okay. pads. So they're a little smaller. But yeah, if you, if you want some more of the base game with a little bit of a twist to the rules, uh, check that out. I'll have to look at that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Or, but anyway, sorry okay. to interrupt. Continue. No, you're not. <laughs> I better not be. <laughs> um. So also, I got a game in that was on my really wanted list, and I talked about mm-hmm. this last time. Yep. Flamecraft. And that came in, and I got it to the table. Nice. And my daughter and I really enjoyed the game. So it is worth the hype or no? Um, I, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I mean, that's, that's a tough question to answer because everyone's different. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I will say this. I wish I could have got a deluxe version of this game. I really oh. want the deluxe components, Yeah, <laughs> but, um, we really liked the game and my daughter was like when it was done she's like i want to play this again um and and this is a little bit of a like a medium weight game maybe a little bit heavier than yeah it's um it's a worker placement resource gathering Mm -hmm. um game it's not it's not complicated i mean i i'm i'm old i'm dumb i'm slow you know, Robin calls me all the time. Yes, yeah. yes. All, all of those. I I struggle a lot. In fact, my daughter was giving me crap the other day. She's like, because on my next game, I was really struggling too. And I think it's probably a really easy one. And I just couldn't was, wrap were, my head around it. But Were you struggling to write your name at the top of the score sheet? <laughs> Is that what you're saying? <laughs> Who am I? But um, so one of the things she was saying was like, well, you're buying too many games. And she's like, every time we sit down to play something, we're playing something new. She's What's like, so you don't that? really learn anything. Well, cause she's like, you don't learn anything. So then she's like, you're trying to remember all this and we don't yeah. really get to play something good, you know? Um, but, and I'm like, that's probably a good point. 
because I'm, I'm always wanting to play something new. So I'm always having to learn it. And then it's like, okay, you know, and then I play it once or twice and, you know, out of the games, how many often do I go back to it? You know, yeah. there's not a lot that I really go back because I'm always trying to play something new, which I think is a problem. It's like, we got two, we and got so many games. And that is normal, by the way. <laughs> but um, Flamecraft, we, we liked it. It's, it's a cute game. Um, I love that the board is actually a player mat. Um, the I think it can be tough. The board is like long. The player mat's really long. Um, it, it's it's so like we actually ended up sitting like next to each other on the oh, same yeah. side of the table, and I was just like, and of course, you know, again, I'm I'm in my fifties, and I got. I got trifocals and I'm like, what's that card say? But what I liked about it was it doesn't matter. Like they're based on colors and your player aid actually tells you like what the power is. So it's like all the dragons do this. Each dragon of a certain type, like a color or a, like there's crystal dragons, iron dragons, um, bread, potions, leaf, Right. Well, the leaves are green. Right. Well, the, so the green dragons do a certain special ability. So I don't have to be like some cards, like you're trying to read what the ability is in this one. It's like, oh, I can see that's a green dragon. I can see what's out there to pick from. And I already know, do I want, I already know on my play read what they do. So that's nice. Um, it makes it easier on such a board where you're kind of spread out. Um, and then a lot of the like the shops and stuff outside of reading like what a shop benefit might be, everything is like symbols. So again, not being you know it, it's easier to play uh, when you're kind of spread out. Um, we're sitting from one end of the one end of that board to the other. So, but the player mat is really nice. Um, everything fits really well into the box. Um, very good quality. I just got the standard edition. Um, would love to get a deluxe at this point, but they want way too much money on, on eBay. Way, way too much money. Um, but I like it. Well, that this is one we'll definitely play again. Um, all right. So I also got another game. Uh, this one was new also to new to my shelf and new to the table. I picked up, uh, in fact, I called you the other night and I was oh, like, yeah. mm -hmm. I got a problem, Rob. And you're like, what? I said, I'm going into the game store for my, my meeting, my, my gamer night with my crew. And I said, I've got money to spend. And you're like, Oh boy, you got a big problem. So I ended up walking out and, and with, I would help you solve it. <laughs> um, you actually didn't. Well, we ran out of time. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you were yeah. giving me suggestions, but I think some of the things weren't there and yeah. some of the things that were there that, you know, you were giving me some suggestions on, but I ended up picking up space base and I forgot. Oh, and Carcassonne, the twentieth twentieth oh, anniversary edition. Yep, yep. Yeah, and because um, like Carcassonne, I picked up because I'm like I really like King Domino, and I swear I've played Carcassonne somewhere once before. Mm -hmm. um, I think I have played it at one point, and so it's kind of been one I've kind of wanted to get and play. So, um, but I, I picked those up. But we did play Space Base. Um, I really. I really did enjoy that, but I was struggling <laughs> again with like the, they're like, Oh, you can, you can use the, 
you know, the cards have powers on the bottom, on the top, you have, you have, you're stuffing yeah. cards, you're, mm-hmm. and then it was like, okay, I like, I really like the game, but I was really kind of struggling, like, well, what does this symbol mean? And I don't understand this. And when can I, when can I put a, a charge cube on this? And, you know, and then one point, I think I was cheating and not realizing it um, because I was, I would buy a ship and put it in my sector. And then I was like, oh, this gives me a victory point. So I'd move my victory point. And my daughter was like, no, you don't get that. I'm like, yeah, I just bought the ship. She's like, no, you bought the ship to put in there. You now, when you on a next turn, when you roll your dice, that's when you get it. She's keeping you honest. She is. Well, she, <laughs> she is. Manip- she's manipulating it. I, so she wins. That's what Yeah. Cause I have to keep an eye on her too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but no, she's, she's actually really good. Um, she can read through the things and it makes sense to her. And I'm like, I just don't get this. But there was one the other day I had to explain to her. Oh, in Flamecraft, she was getting upset because it was like, you can't do that because then I won't be able to meet my goal. And it's like, it doesn't work that way. And I was, I, so I was actually correct in one in Flamecraft. Mm-hmm. And she was like, it doesn't make sense. And I'm like, you're, and it was, it's interesting because she's looking at like, like a step ahead. And I'm like, look, it says right here placing a dragon in a shop this is exactly how you do it and i'm doing it but she had like the next step of like how to like she has a bonus card at the end of the game if if you have all the same dragons in a shop and that was going to ruin that for her but like it wouldn't allow it because she's like you can't but i'm like no the game will allow it and and we had a card there's another card where a dragon allows you to swap dragons from one shop to another i said so you can get to it you know, but she was so, and then, and, and yeah. it was like five minutes later, she got that and was the ability to do it. And I said, mm-hmm. see, <laughs> I said, see, nice. you got them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but oh, and, then she was, and, so and she does way, it back. Yeah. We keep each other honest. <laughs> nice. no, I, I was going to mention, uh, uh, I, this just occurred to me when you said the deluxe version, uh, Lucky Duck Games does have upgrade packs, by the way. That are out of stock. Yes, but they do. They do have them. So you're aware. I'm aware. Yes, they <laughs> don't. Like, they don't. Oh yes, I am they aware. have the miniature dragons and they have the like the wooden uh, pieces. The wooden pieces. They yeah. don't have the metal coins. Which I really, I they're just there's no denominations. They're just gold coins. So I could pick up probably any kind of metal gold coin to replace them. Yeah. And I'd be fine if I find some down the road, but um, yeah, I'm just waiting for those to come back in stock and I'm assuming they're going to do it. I just pulled up their site. They do have all three. I mean, all three are, yeah, all three are out of stock, of course, (laughs) but I thought there was something that was in the Kickstarter that was not on their site. Yeah, very possible. Oh, okay. Maybe, maybe. Uh, well, that's good to know because I'm gonna try. I'm gonna just keep looking, and um, hopefully they'll have another run. They're supposed to. I I reached out to Lucky Duck about the game itself, and they're supposed to do another printing here this spring. So um, I'm hoping they'll do the the upgraded components as well. So I'll keep my eye yeah. on their site. Um. Anyway, so Space Base. Um. Really did enjoy that. That was fun. Um, I, I did enjoy that kind of, it reminded me of Splendor and 
um, kind of like a wingspan because you're tucking cards. Yeah. But I liked that. I love how you can. And what I really like about Space Base, one of my favorite parts was and there was only two of us playing. But even when she's playing, when she rolls, I'm still doing something. Yeah. Like, that is like. And so even with more people. action. Yeah. Yeah. So like even if you have more people, every time someone rolls, you're going off their dice. You're getting points or victory points or or money or something based on what you've tucked and i had like on my eighth sector i had a lot of cards tucked there it's just that's just kind of the way it started and at one point i had a, a charge cube that had a cube on it that would double the resources at number eight and i was already getting nine coin every time she rolled an eight and she hit it when that thing was on so i got uh, 18 gold or coin or whatever you want in, in, not income. Cause income is separate than your credits. Um, I think they call it credits, but I got like 18 of those things. So I start, I was able to get some nice upgrades after that, <laughs> but you're also trying to make sure that your one, your, your, you know, all of your sectors have something tucked so that you're getting something. So it was, it was interesting. It's like, yeah, I could add another one to the eight, but I also need something under two and five. And, you know, so uh, it's it, it's interesting to see how we both kind of played. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a lot of fun. And she enjoyed it, I think, till the end, as I ended up doing very well. So um, anyways, let me move on. I still got so much more um, played. I did get now my shell, what why I had committed to playing and getting off my shelf of shame last show was a game called Unmatched Little Red Riding Hood versus Beowulf. Um, we played one round of it. Neither my daughter or I really cared for it. I, she thought it was okay. I, I mean, she thought it was okay. I think she kind of liked it, but I was, was just it, like... Was it Unmatched, period? Or was it just this particular one? Well, this was the only one I've ever played. Okay. And I think it's unmatched. Gotcha. I don't think it had anything to do with the characters at all. It just felt, I don't know. It wasn't real to me. It wasn't really interesting. Um, I, I think something like, um, Godzilla Tokyo clash is a lot more interesting. You're still battling and, fighting using cards to come up with ways to defeat your opponent. I I think that was just that that I'd rather much rather play the Godzilla Tokyo clash than, than unmatched it. And it's just, it was the first one that I was like, I don't know if I'll ever, I don't think I'll, I honestly don't think I'll ever play it again. It, it just didn't interest me at the end of the day. So, um, Got to play Wingspan with my gaming group um, with the one of the new expansions. I think it was the Asian expansion, um, which added in some neat additional abilities for your birds, which was really kind of neat. It added a new component to it, which was nice. Um, I also played some Marvel Dice Throne um, there. And then I also got in... um, 
uh, on another night, I got to go to my X-Wing night and we played this. The kind of, There's a competitive or cooperative campaign that's out there that's like a homebrew type of thing. And sure. it's really good. And that was a guy the that, big battle, right? That you sent yes. a picture of? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I sent you a picture of that, Matt. At one point, I was like, this is like Star Wars ballet because we had so many ships on this map and you're in a was it a 52 by 52 inch grid um and it it it's pretty big until you had let's see we had uh 16 so the game started with 17 enemy ships and and the campaign's designed to only be played with four people Okay. But we ended up with eight people there that wanted all wanted to play that. So like no one was doing the the what do they call it? Um oh, there's a, there's a there's a there's a name for like it's like all 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 everyone against everyone. I, I there's a they've got a name for it. I don't remember what it was called. And then um there's a couple and then they do like uh you got like a 20 points um to build your ships or something. So there's one where it's just like everyone has one ship and you're just duking it out with everybody. Uh, and then there's another one where you build like a squad of so many points. You have so many points, you can put in as many ships and pilots and a crew, but you got to stick to the point limit. Um, so that's, and then this one is everyone brings a ship with their abilities, but we're all playing together against a, um, against the, against the empire. So we had, let's see, there was a two, two Y wings, and I think six X wings. I think is what we had, and the enemy had originally. They had they started out with what I said, seventeen ships. One of them was the Lambda, the big. If you remember the, uh, was it um, the Trilam? Oh, it's called the Lambda. No, that's Revenge of the Nerds. <laughs> Never mind. No, 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 not Lambda, <laughs> Lambda, Lambda. <laughs> Nerds. Um, it's the big white ship that I think I think if I'm correct, Vader was riding to the planet moon of Endor. Um, it's got the two wings down and one up. It looks really kind of cool. So that thing, yeah. and, it, and it provides like power and shields and stuff to all the enemies. And there was. Uh, Three, six, nine, 12 TIE fighters, and then three, no, four, um, what were they called? Defenders, I think. TIE defenders. They're really cool looking. Um, and, uh, and so it's like we sneak in and we jump them, right? And so basically, you got to take that big ship out as fast as you can. And he's fully loaded and he does some serious damage, but we you end up with so many ships once everything starts moving and it's like you're just like trying not to run into each other you're, you're trying not to run into the enemy ships you're trying not to run into asteroids and stuff that are are you know there are rocks out there that that are placed out on the map that you will take damage if you hit and it's like after a while there's so you know they were so tight like we were just and it was it was like a ballet of trying to make everything work and every pilot even on this even though we're cooperative we're saying kind of where we're going or we're going to end up but everyone's doing a different maneuver and everyone's moving at different times so like how it all worked out was pretty crazy that we really did 
had very few run-ins and uh, it was pretty crazy. We ended up really slaughtering the AI, so to speak. But again, we had twice what it was intended to be, but we ended up um, at one point more, more ships were to jump in and it was like, well, none of us have even taken any damage yet. We've wiped out everything except one TIE fighter. So let's let's go ahead and just let him survive in this round because we know we're going to get jumped in the next round. So all of a sudden, a whole bunch of more ships came in. Um, and it was just like, we still, we ended up winning. But after that, it was, we had a couple like had to limp away. Uh, they were just about toast. Um, but it was, I got to, I got like four kills. Um, it was so cool. It was like, I just had a lot of fun. It was the first time. And I didn't, my ship, I actually didn't take any damage. It was like, this is the first time I didn't actually take damage. And I was actually destroying other ships and just, I had a really good time. It was really fun. It was like my favorite mode with the X-Wing miniature game. So, but 40 minutes later, I'm still talking about what I played. How about I you? I know, right? <laughs> Yeah, I'm sorry. I played games. All right. Oh, what can <laughs> okay. I say? It's titled so many no, games. <laughs> I know, right? No, no, that's. Uh, I think a lot of us in the hobby have so many games, and it's nice to see that you are playing so many games at the same time. Yeah, it's it's there's stuff I want to go back and play too. One of the concerns is like, okay, I've played like Everdell once and I, I kind of liked it and I want to play it again, but now it's like rats. It's been too long that I feel like I'm going to have to learn it all over again. <laughs> and it's like, okay, maybe we won't play that one. <laughs> and some of these, it's like, yeah. I want to play, but it's like when you've only played them once or twice, you got to relearn it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you do. And like anything, you know, so, so I mean, the hobby is kind of funky from the standpoint of, we really feel that like every game that we buy, we really need to play it like 10 times or something like that to get our money's worth. But, you know, that's not realistic. You know, we, we wind up having our favorites, right. That we go back to. And then I don't know if it's a, I mean, I don't think it's necessarily a symptom of, you know, being, I'll call it a content creator of sorts, right? Where we're doing a podcast and we want to talk about stuff or or such, but the the desire to play the new hotness, to play the hot game that's out, I mean, it's really strong. And, you know, it does make you also want to have these new experiences. So it's it's a couple of different angles, right? Some people like to collect games, right? They're, they are collectors. Yeah. I would say that to some degree, I do fall into that category where I like to get the new game. I like to look at it. I don't necessarily like to have it on my li- limited shelf space, but I like to get the games and to know that I have it. And I also like learning games, right? And I like yeah. playing them. And And there is it does feel good to like learn a new game and go like, I feel smart. I figured out this new game. You know, it's like a challenge. It's like a challenge to learn a game, even though it's yeah. sometimes you're on the struggle bus yeah. to do it. <laughs> but, the struggle bus. Yeah. I, I like that. Yeah. But, uh, 
you know, in the end, there's only so much time that we can actually play games. And then you get, you do wind up with your games of like, like these are the games that I really, really like for me. I mean, it's like Manhattan project castles of Burgundy downfall of Pompeii. It's just, there's certain ones that hold a special place in your heart just because you really like them. And sometimes it's even just because you had such a good gaming experience with it. Yeah. Right? Either it was the game or the people that you played with, you know, there's something that made it like really special. And at the same time, there's a lot of games that aren't really worth a second play. I hate to say that. <laughs> well, it, I, it, it yeah. makes sense. Yeah. It's like, like unmatched, you know, you played that game. Do you really need to give it five chances? to see if you like it or do you play another game that you like uh yeah you know so the good thing is i don't have to buy all the copies of unmatched yes <laughs> so that the, was one thing i was like i'm glad i don't really like this that's gonna save I know, me a right? lot of money <laughs> exactly <laughs> and i think unmatched uh i think it's on steam and stuff too so there's another way to play it but anyway, um, I kind of did a repeat of a bunch of stuff. Uh, took some games over by the folks that I've been playing games with lately. And we um, we played the Zool again. We played it twice. And then we also played Escape again. So I was sort of not upset, but... I did want to get some other stuff to the table, but it was fun playing um, those games. And the thing that really surprised me too, wait, I, I don't know if I mentioned them all. So I, I played, um, yeah, Pompeii Escape or Downfall of Pompeii, uh, Escape Curse of the Temple and Azul, the original. And uh, what was really surprising to me is, uh, this is the, the first time I broke out Pompeii with that group. They really kind of struggled with it, which I thought was really interesting because I thought it would be received a little bit better. But so the thing about Downfall of Pompeii is there's like a, it's a couple of different games in one. So I, I remember talking about this. I don't know how much detail I went into this a couple of shows ago, but Mark, it's so this is a game that actually has like three, eh, two phases. We'll call it two phases. So there's a map of the city of Pompeii. The first phase, you're taking, you're you're pulling cards off of a stack. You got a hand of cards. You're playing cards, and based on the cards that you play, you're placing people into the city. Well, actually, I'll call it 2.5 phases. So you're placing people into the city. Then it goes into phase 1.5, where now you're placing people into the city. And then you're also doing relatives in other parts of the city. So now it's sort of like an accelerator of getting more people out in the city. And that clicking is really loud, by the way. And so the uh, second half of the game. What you're then doing is uh, the volcano erupts, and now you're trying to get people 
out of the city. And basically, the more people you rescue, that's your points. That's like your victory points. And it was really weird. It's like everybody kind of struggled with it. But then at the end of the game, that's when they kind of latched on. And I don't know if it was just, it was too much. To me, it's a really simple game. And it's an old game. This thing came out in like 2010, maybe. Let me see. There's not a year on here that I see. No, 2013. So this thing's 10 years old. And older games tend to be simpler. We'll just say that. Or the the mechanics are pretty basic in comparison to some of the stuff out now. But yeah, they they really struggled with it. And then I think uh, if we play it again, it'll be a lot uh, a lot easier. But you know, I figured Azul was pretty easy. Escape is fairly easy, although you know it's it tends to make people panic because there's that time pressure and you got to go really fast in the ambience. And then Pompeii was, uh, Oh, the, the funny thing too is, so I, I know we talked about, I think it was last episode where, where we were talking about different terminology. Was that last episode? Mark? Yeah, that was. Yeah. So this is take that, <laughs> I guess is a good way to put it. And then, uh, there's a married couple over there and, uh, it was very interesting. They tended to go after each other, like, <laughs> take that. And I'm like, is somebody sleeping on the sofa tonight? I don't know. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, it's uh, so I just did uh, a repeat of those three. And, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm looking at my copy of The Downfall of Pompeii right now with a nice hole in the box for my heel. Remember that? I, th- I think I mentioned that last. Yep. Did I yeah. mention that? Was that on the show or did I tell I you? I don't. Yeah. I can't remember if that was on the show or not. Yeah. Yeah. So I had uh, I had some game boxes that I had in a bag that I carried around uh, to my friend's house. And I stacked the games uh, along the wall. And then the boxes collapsed. You know, they, they fell. And then I didn't pick him up right away. And then I was walking through there and I tripped and I stepped on the Pompeii box. <laughs> Whoops. So that stinks. Wah, wah, wah. Yeah. Yeah, that so sucks. I, yeah. I stepped <laughs> on that and I stepped on Ganshan Clover. So oh. both of them. But I think Downfall of Pompeii, I think that one's out of print because uh, it's a May Day. Or I'm sorry, Mayfair Games game. Yeah, Mayfair Games is uh, kaput. They are no more, which stinks. So, yeah, I, I doubt we'll ever see a reprint of that. But I have a copy with a torn box. But everything inside is just fine. Ah, uh, duct yeah. tape it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and... You know, I'm disappointed that it's kind of jacked up, but I'm I'm not so what's a good way to put it? I'm not so crazy about keeping everything in pristine condition anymore. 
I'm past well, that. now you're not. <laughs> yeah, especially. <laughs> oh, you can't. <laughs> yeah, and that's what I'm probably not sharing is when I stepped on, I went, no! <laughs> like howled <laughs> in agony. But but anyway, yeah. So uh, I think I think that's it. Yeah, I think that's all I played. All righty. So I so have a question for 52 you. Fifty-two minutes later. So yeah, I have one. I just have one. One. I think. Yeah. Well, we can go through this. We got some time. Yeah. But so I'm in the same position as you. Um, you mentioned you're out of shelf space. Um, I'm officially out of shelf space. Yeah, and I was I sitting ran out here, of shelf space like nine years ago, by the way. <laughs> I think I'm I think I found a way to gain some more. Um I've Have got your my kids go to college. <laughs> That's <laughs> give how... me give me your bookshelves. No. Um, <laughs> give me your room. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. My oldest is gonna come home for, for this this summer and is gonna find that. Uh, all his bookshelves, all his books have been emptied off onto his bed and I've put my games in his shelves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That's um, funny. But I think that's so, so funny. I, yeah. yeah, I've got what four games on my desk here. I think I got two still in my duffel bag from the other night. And um, I'm like, I couple have a spot there, but I've got what one, two, three that don't have a spot. And I, I, I'm like, okay, I think I see where they can go because one of my shelves, um, I have drop mix. If you remember that, um, yeah. that's sitting upright, like, cause it, you know, it's, it's, uh, not a high box, but it's a long and wide, yeah. but it's not mm-hmm. tall. So it's standing up so you can see what it is, but it takes up basically the whole top of yeah. one of my shelving units. And I was like, if I rotate that <laughs> and stick it out, <laughs> I got I could put a whole basically got a whole new shelf up there. <laughs> so I might have to do that. Um, so you so you're doing uh, phase two point five where you're doing game Tetris. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Okay. Yes, and I was like, maybe I should get rid of some of this stuff. So then I got more room. <laughs> but that's tough to do. It's like. I just started the hobby. I don't want to purge stuff already, but I mean, like a lot of the stuff we had a ton of stuff to begin with mm-hmm. and it's, so it's like, well, maybe I should just get rid of all that stuff, you know, donate it or take it to the goodwill or, yeah, you know, where I found a bunch of good stuff and then just get, you know, more things that I'm more likely to play. Keep, you know, I want my villainous and my dice thrown and yeah. Because you know when when you first get into the hobby, you're like in mass exploration mode, where it's like everything seems interesting, everything seems new. It's a new experience, and then eventually, you find the games that you tend to like. Like I really don't care for auction games, or negotiation games, or some area control games. So I stay away from them. And yeah you know, those games that have those mechanics for whatever reason, if they go away, will you really miss them? Exactly. Like I, I could get rid of unmatched. I was about to say, yeah, <laughs> it will not be missed. Mm-hmm. So, but, uh, I can't get rid of welcome to the moon because I have the first two. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> See, there's the problem is I am that partial, like 
completionist or collector. Yeah. Um, that that's a problem for me. And, that, so. and now Deepwater Games is saying success. Marketing is saying success. Yeah. <laughs> we so. got him. <laughs> but yeah. So I don't my shelves. I've just had basically minor like bookshelves. Um, and one of them is a printer stand that I I had. Um, it's a printer stand that you know you put the printer on the very top. Well, I think it's designed. It's designed to put the printer underneath um like it's got these doors you open and then the the printer was on like a shelf that slides out sure well i've never done that i'm like i always hated that because mine is like a scanner printer copy all that crap one so i've always had it sit on the top of it yeah and i put like paper right paper and ink and stuff underneath well i've already taken all that stuff out relocated it took the doors off and used that is now I got now it's two shelves full of board games. And I've then I've got three other very large shelves full of games and I'm basically I'm out. And uh, so I was telling my daughter, I'm like, I need to get new, I need to get more shelves. And she's like, no, you need to stop buying games. Don't listen <laughs> I to said, her. She doesn't know what I, she's I, talking about. She doesn't know what she's talking about. Yeah. She's young. She doesn't yeah. understand. But um um but I don't have what, you know, what is it? Kalax, Calix, Calix. And I was like, well, maybe I should just get rid of these and buy Calix. And will it, will it give me more space? And what is, what is the deal with Calix? Like, it seems like that's the type of shelving that everyone is supposed to have for their board games. Mm Mm-hmm. But it looks like it would not hold. It seems like they would hold only a very specific size of a game. And some of my stuff, I think, would not fit. Okay. Like, I think my dice thrown battle chests are too big. Very possible. So what's what's the attraction where everyone always like, here's my Calyx, here's my Calyx. It's, I see it all the time. Yeah, so... Um... You know, Ikea has like a bunch of different shelves um, that they sell. And Calyx is the latest version. Uh, there was one prior to it called, it's like, I don't know if it was Expedite or Expedit. It was something like that. But it was very similar. And I think the Calyx is kind of like just a cheapened version of it. It's just slightly different. But um the the thing about shelves and this is a very highly discussed topic in the board game world because shelving is a huge problem <laughs> or lack of is a huge problem for people but everybody tends to have their favorite and um you'll you'll hear calyx most often ikea also has another one called billy i think and then one called besta if I remember right, each one's slightly different and they have some different advantages. Now I have five Calyx and I think one Expedit or maybe two Expedit and four Calyx. But, um, and, and they come in different sizes. So they're like squares, right? They have these like square shelves 
and you can get them in like two by four, four by four, and I think five by five. I think and maybe a two by two. So those are different sizes you can get them. And the reason why people like the Calax is because the holes for the games are very close to the the big sized square boxes. Do you know what I'm talking about? Um, it's a very common size, bigger than Space Base. Um, I'm trying to think of what game you might have. Some of the bigger, like Fantasy Flight games, like Elder Chore, Arkham. I was Knights. muted. Sorry. Oh no problem. Do, do like you know Wingspan. Um, yeah, yeah, I think that one is. It's that's not a rectangular. That's a square box, it, right? It's a square. Yeah. yeah. Flamecraft is a square. Yeah. Um, Everdell might be. I think it's about the same size. Yeah, I, I got a bunch that are very similar in size. It's like they all yeah. seem to be the exact same size, and then some are a tad bigger. Yeah, it's, that's some are a tad normal. smaller. Yeah. So. The nice thing about the Calyx shelves is that they fit those really nice. And the shelves are deep so that you can fit like several games in there, especially if the boxes are a little bit longer. Now, even though I have six of them, I'm not sold on them. I have them because they do a job okay, but I'm really not happy with them, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, because because I apparently have a board game hoarding problem. <laughs> <laughs> I have too many games, so when you have a Calyx and it's up against the wall, there's a lot of wasted space. So what I actually do on all of my Calyx shelves is like. I'll put a bunch of games in there, either like vertically or horizontally, and then push them all the way to the back, and then I put a game in front of it. So now I have like the best use of space. Does that make sense? Uh, yeah, so I think like, I understand what you're saying. Yeah, so I'll put like four of those big square boxes vertically. Uh, next to each other, slide them all the way back, and then I can put one more of those in front of all of them. Which basically fills the cube, so it looks like there's just one game there. Right. But now you have four games hidden by one game, <laughs> technically. Yeah. So, which makes it really fun to look for a game because now you're trying, <laughs> okay, where is this game? So I'm like, <laughs> I'm like tilting the front game in each of these to see what's behind it. Wow. But it does look nice when there's only one game in each cube, but I just don't like the use of the space, but I don't know if there's, a really good answer to that. Now, one thing that you can do with them is like, let's say if you get a four by four or a five by five, you, as you assemble them, which is a huge pain in the ass, by the way, as you <laughs> assemble them, you can leave some vertical dividers out. So you can get spaces that are like double wide. Okay. Yep. So so if you have the larger boxes, like the coffin-style boxes of some of the older games, 
Um, or like maybe Doom or not Doom. Uh, oh, what's that big one called? What's that huge? What's that huge game? Gloomhaven. Gloomhaven, yeah. <laughs> like if you have Gloomhaven, you can fit it in there, but you have to be really careful where, like, if you do a bunch of these, you want to stagger them because if you have them all together, you're like messing with the supports, and you know the they can bow potentially. But anyway, um, people really like them because of how they fit games. And it's annoying when you have different size boxes to me. It's annoying yeah. when you have different size boxes and everything. Like that. And I always thought maybe I'm giving away an idea for some entrepreneuring, entrepreneur, entrepreneurial. <laughs> yeah. To, or to some smart person. <laughs> <laughs> Enterprising person is they should have like something and maybe this exists where they have like a catalog of game box sizes you know like length width and height and then you input your catalog of games that you own and then it tells you how to maximize the space <laughs> on, each, on each cube it's like which box it's it's like basically figuring out and maximizing tetris style the the space so you can play it plays the game for you <laughs> yeah exactly yeah it tells you do kingsburg mice and mystics and wingspan over here and then put this <laughs> game in front of it with this slim game on the side or you know something like that yeah yeah but uh there are some other ones like the Billy and the Besta shelves, and those are different. Those are more like traditional bookshelves. Um, I think those are much better for smaller games. Uh, but the problem is they're not as deep. But if you're doing smaller games, that shouldn't be a problem. Does that make sense? Yeah, that does make sense. So, like, if you have, like, I think... Like a what I'll call a smaller box would be like Splendor, right? You know, I mean, it's like it's more rectangular. That one, let me see, which one's which? I think I, I might have the best of shelves. Yeah, Jaipur and Parks is a smaller one and. But then you run into the issues of like for like Wingspan, for example, you got the main game, but then all the expansions are different sizes. Yeah. And it's like that messes everything up and I want to keep everything together. Yep. Yep. So I guess that's where you could you put Wingspan on the front and then you hide the expansions with a bunch of other crap behind it. <laughs> yeah. So no one sees the mess. Mm hmm. Um, Actually, yeah, I, I do have two Billy shelves. That was the other one. So I think those are pretty nice for the... Uh, actually, no, I have, I think, three shelves. One is really narrow. So I have two, like, normal-sized ones, maybe, like, 24 inches wide or 30, something like that. And then there's, like, a really narrow one in between. And... Uh, and like I said, those are pretty good for 
the much smaller games, the odd sizes. But yeah, it's um, if you want to see uh, Calyx shelves in action, pretty much go to any board game store. I think they all have them. At least most of the ones that I've seen. I'm serious. They they're like so popular that the stores even have them. And what's cool about them is when they're used in a board game store setting because they're like open on the front and the back, you know, there is no like back wall to the shelf. What the stores often do is they put them in like aisle dividers kind of, and then you know, they put the games back to back. So when you're in one right. aisle, you see one game, and when you're in the other, you see the other one. Um, oh, yeah. From the, from the back side, right? Right. That makes sense. Yeah. And and you can use those as room dividers as well uh, of sorts. But, uh, but yeah, it, I, I guess ultimately the real problem is that the game companies come up with a million different sizes and I don't think there's any good solution, but I appreciate Calyx for what it is. I don't think it's the perfect solution, but it's popular. Well, it's not going to be perfect because yeah, because every game is a different size. Yeah. And you know what? You you had a stupid tin can. (laughs) Mm. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I think I've got like three games in those tins. Hate them. Hate them. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, it was what? uh, Forbidden Island, Forbidden Desert, both are in a can. Yeah, Desert, and then I think I have one from Stronghold Games. I forgot what it was called. I think Sushi Go and Sushi Go Party. Oh yeah, and a tin those, cans. Yeah, a couple of those really small ones. Yeah. Yeah. And then of course Ramen Fury's in a bag. Yeah. <laughs> Which is cool, but it's like that doesn't display well. That no. doesn't fit on my shelf. <laughs> yeah. It's cool until you're looking like, where am I gonna put this? Drawer. Yeah. <laughs> Never to see daylight again. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh Speaking of drawers, I actually did pick up. Um, so for the Calyx, they do have. I'm assuming it's my Calyx. They do have um, like a drawer insert, which is kind of nice. So in one of the squares, I actually have like a double drawer set up, and that's where I have all my little card games. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, so you can just put them in there, and it's it's a nice little holder for them. Then, speaking of shelves, not too long ago, I saw a Kickstarter for a gaming shelf idea, and it was just like, it's a gaming shelf where you basically have one game per shelf, and it's some kind of like modular setup. Have you seen that? No. No? I was like looking at it. I'm like, this is a cool idea. What a huge way it's to space. I'm never getting it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, goodness. No, because it like slides like a copy of Wingspan in, and then it's got like 
some space up above it where then there's the next shelf. So it might be like two inches maybe. And then you got another shelf and then you slide another game on top of it. So each shelf appears to be like equidistant from, you know, they're all like equidistant from each other. And it's like, like two inches in between each shelf. I could fit like seven more games. (laughs) (laughs) That does not work. I know. (laughs) I don't care. I don't care if I stack the games on top of each other. Heck, and I've got a room that has like stacks of like 12 games high (laughs) on the floor. (laughs) Leaning Tower of Pisa is what it is. But, uh, but yeah, and no, that's, that's the thing about Calyx. It's, um, they're deep and they can fit lots of different sized games, which you struggle to do on a normal book shelf, a book like, a normal bookshelf is not very deep. Yeah. No, yeah. And thankfully, the shelves I have are all very deep. Um, they are some really good shelves. So I, I love what I have, but I need more. <laughs> yeah. The problem is I'm out of room. It's like, all right, I'm going to have to take out this wall, knock this wall down, combine with the next room, turn it into one big giant room so then I could put a lot more shelves in. And then I could actually, I was, I've actually, it sounds crazy, but I've actually thought about it. If I did that, then I could get one of those fancy board game tables. Oh, yeah. And then I wouldn't, we could play in the game room. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there's that thought. Hmm. Yeah. I just need to win the lottery. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Actually, here, All right. I'm looking at, I was going to look up the depth of, let's see, measurements. Um, the one I'm saw- looking at is 57 and 7 eighths by 57 and 7 eighths. Yeah, it, but it's, yeah, the Calax is 15 and 3 eighths deep inches. So you figure you have like 16 inches of depth if you have a little bit of overhang. Oh, I'm sorry. That's, yes, I, yes. Yeah. I looked, I was the whole shelf. <laughs> I was like, yeah. what are you talking about? No, yeah, each little cube. Yeah, so it's, it's like 15, 16 inches deep, whereas like the Billy that I talked about, that's the other one that I have, those are 11. Yeah inches deep okay so you know five inches i mean that's like the depth of a board game right yeah that's quite a bit of space yeah and that's the thing is like if i could do something with all the little stuff i've got like two shelves full of just small things yeah it's like i really need to get rid of them and Mm -hmm. i don't know throw them in a drawer somewhere well i actually have four drawers full of stuff too, card games and all that. It's just like, yeah. I'm really out of space. Yeah. And, and then also, you get, what do you do with the play mats? Like the play mats are yeah. rolled up and got to be somewhere. And this is a problem, Rob. This is a problem. <laughs> yep. I was not prepared for this. Nope. Too many games. Too many games. Yep. That is a problem. The problem is not we don't have enough time to play them. <laughs> the problem is where to put them. 
where to put them. Uh, yeah. We can't play them till we put them somewhere so that we can see that we have them to play. Exactly. <laughs> so. All right. Well, I appreciate that. So. Yeah, no problem. That's that's uh, um that's all that I had. Um did you get I know you got you I mentioned my new games I got this week. Did you pick up anything? Yeah, um I don't know if I mentioned it last time, but I picked up Joan of Arc. I think I might have mentioned it. Uh, Joan of Arc, it's an Orleans or Orleans uh, drawn right. Um so I got that. I think I did mention that one. And just uh, today, hot off of the ups truck is uh, <laughs> Small City. So this is a game that I kickstarted from uh, Alban Viard. Uh, he does some pretty good stuff for, from Viard. It's his Viard Studios or something like that. But uh, yeah, it was Small City, Deluxe Edition, and... Oh man, I need friggin' telescope to read this. Um, something expansion. Winter expansion, I think. <laughs> I can't read it. It's it's in the other room on a on a table. Okay. <laughs> yeah, Not stored away somewhere. <laughs> no, because I I uh, I opened the. Uh, the cardboard box and threw it out and then I put it on the table. Actually, I did get something. Wait, I put it... Hang on. A... Oh, yeah. Yeah, my, my cord is not long enough. Actually, it might be... I'm being limited by my headphones. If we hear a crash, we'll know that you pulled your computer off your... <laughs> off its shelf or desk. <laughs> oh, yeah. The other game that I got was um, this one came about a week and a half ago, I think. It's uh, Hanamikoji Geisha's Road. So okay. this is uh, like an, a, a deluxe version of uh, Hanamikoji, and then the, I guess, the sequel called Geisha's Road. And uh, it's a uh, it's a cool game, actually. Uh, both of them are pretty cool, um, and they kind of deluxified it, and it's like the funkiest box. I I don't think I like it because hmm. they're two small boxes, and then they go into this thing where. It's kind of like a book, I guess. So each box fits into half of this thing that opens like a book. And then you can close it, and then there's a slip cover that holds it all together. Oh. If, I don't know if I'm explaining that properly. I, I know what that. I know. Yeah, I understand what you're saying. Yeah. So, so basically, it, it holds both of those boxes together. And then, I mean, but it looks nice, but I, I, I don't know. I might do the unthinkable and like pitch this thing and just have the two separate boxes. But the nice thing though, is that it holds it all together. So the boxes don't open up. 
which yeah, is exactly which is a problem with some games when you hold them when you store them vertically like um oh that freaking panda game i forget what it's called <laughs> tokaido it's called the, the freaking panda game <laughs> yeah <laughs> Tok- yeah tokaido or takenoko takenoko that's it uh yeah that game for some reason the box like if you so you have a closed box and everything's in its place and you put it on a shelf and don't touch it for like four or five, six weeks. When you come back to it, that box will be open like half an inch and all of the cards and crap would have fallen out. It's amazing. Yeah. I have like put this thing back together probably a couple dozen times by now. And it's it's amazing. I should have like a time lapse camera, just you know, like snap a picture like every couple hours, and then you can see this thing how it like slowly light op- like opens, probably like a like a poltergeist is opening it. But anyway, um, yeah, that's that's about it for me. A- anything? Oh, you already mentioned uh, your stuff. Yep, I'm good. So, have you ever played Carcassonne? I I think I did. I really do think I did at one point, maybe a long time ago. Yeah. And but it it looks like it's going to be something similar. Not the same, I know, but something like King Domino, mm. which I really enjoy. So mm. I, as the fact of tile placing and um so I I, I picked up the what is this, the twentieth anniversary edition? Yeah. It's in a nice box. I was looking at that one. So um, I it's did like, pick that up. I, I was looking at that one, but I have like a couple of versions of it already. It's like I got the like the original version. Then I got the big box, which has like a million expansions that I never play with. I I thought of that. I looked at that big box because like this 20th anniversary edition was like $50. The big yeah. box was like $90. Yeah. But I'm like. I probably will only play the, that's I'm trying to like, first of all, where am I going to put the big box? Second of all, I might only play this once or twice. Yeah. And it, you know, I don't know if I like it. So I'm like, I actually ended up being able to buy space base mm-hmm. because I didn't buy the Carcassonne big box. Yeah. So I got two games instead of one. So yeah. Yeah. For the big box, you really, 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 really got to like Carcassonne. I think. Cause yeah. I've had the big box forever and I don't even know if I've played with anything more than maybe one or two expansions. Well, I guess you might have to bring it to Indy with you. Oh, hell no. I'm not bringing that big box. (laughs) (laughs) Even though I have a big truck, that big box is not coming with me. Any miles per gallon I'll lose with that sucker in my vehicle. <laughs> it's like so. I, I need uh, I need space for all the garbage I'm probably going to cart back with me. All right. Yeah. Well, I'm going to call you out because you have a game on your shelf of shame that you have yet to play, and I've I cleared know. out I think yeah. three or four games in the time that you've had this, and I, I've mm-hmm. had to put a new one on my shelf of shame list. So. Are you going to get baseball highlights, a dice game 
played in the next two weeks? Come on. Maybe I will. It. Maybe I'll force my son to play it with me this week. You can do it. Br- you can do it. No, make I'll, him do it. I'll bribe him with like a hundred dollar Xbox gift card. <laughs> no, you can say you will do this, or you're gonna go mow the lawn or something. <laughs> yeah. <know>? You got to <laughs> be like, you got to give him a choice of something he really doesn't want to do. Scissors or the game. So yeah. But I'm gonna put last defense on my list. Um, I don't really know what it is. It was when I was first building the collection. I think I got this. I was on the Unbox Boredom. I don't think it came from there, though. Mm -hmm. I think this one came from Amazon had a couple of games or like 10 bucks or something. Oh, I I don't know. It looks like it might be fun, but I think it's going to be. It kind of looks like it might be similar to Horrified. Oh, it's a Funko game. So I'm going to, I'm going to get that one at the table. That's my commitment in the next two weeks to play last defense. Oh, I think I saw this at a store. It doesn't look bad. No. So you're the city's last defense. Oh, there's an audio track that's required to play. That's there interesting. You go. Adds to the ambiance. Yeah. I, that's kind of like, uh, <laughs> What's it called? Um, Escape. There you go. You've got 20 minutes to defeat all the threats and save the day. So I'm going to try that one. So, but that's all I had. I'm. That's it for me for the week. (laughs) Okay. Let's see. Want to close it out then? Yeah, we got sure. like an hour and a half. That was a long show. Yeah. Well, half of it was, most of it was what we played. So, yeah, exactly. Is, no, that's cool. That's, that's the point. Absolutely. <laughs> I love hearing about that stuff. To me, that's like so entertaining. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, I I mean, I've listened to some other shows and it's like, they talk about one game for the whole thing. I'm like, mm-hmm. I don't want to even listen to the show. So I like where they talk about things that they are playing and their experiences. So, mm-hmm. and I enjoy talking about it. So, yeah. But, and yeah, and like there's some podcasts that do like three hour shows on one game. They talk about the history and stuff. I, I <laughs> my attention span apparently. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, I'd rather play a game. Actually, no, three hours. That's maybe like two to three games. Couple games. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, not that we're knocking anybody. We like our co-podcasters. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely, we're not like that. But, I listen to a lot, so mm-hmm, I'm absolutely. glad they're there because I'm learning things from them too. Oh, heck yeah. And uh, all right. So I think uh, that's it for episode 45. And uh, my name's Rob. And we'll catch y'all next week or in two weeks. And my name is Mark. Catch you at the table. <laughs>